Are you frustrated because your team doesn't produce quality results fast enough? Stressed out and tired of putting out fires from your team's drama and dysfunction? Welcome to the Drama Free Living Show. This is the show dedicated to helping you and your teams accomplish more with less stress and zero drama. Now, here's your host, Dennis McEntee. Hi, welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis McEntee, and I'm super excited that you're going to be with me for the next five, 10 minutes. And today I wanna to talk about how do you take the drama out of people? As I go across the country doing keynote talks and leadership workshops, that is a common thing people tend to ask me. Dennis, how do we get people to take more ownership? How do we get this drama out? And this is actually a preview of my upcoming book. We're going to call it How to Take the Drama Out, The Leader's Five-Step Guide to Better Outcomes. So today, listen, we're going to give you a preview. It's going to be fun. What we're really trying to do as we take the drama out of people is eliminate the excuses. You know, I've seen there's this disease of excuse-itis. You know what I'm talking about? People just tend to make excuses over excuses over excuses. And it typically happens, you know, when you think you should be doing something better, but you give yourself an alibi in order to excuse yourself. That's excuse-itis. It's all of these alibis that you tell people and almost like stories that you kind of make up to sort of justify why you're not creating the outcomes that you're supposed to be creating. And this is what I'm after. I'm after excuse-itis. Because when people are full of drama, they tend to make a lot of excuses. So what we want is we want people to stop reacting out of the emotion. When you're in drama, it's, it's like you're on drugs and people do things crazy. People don't act logically. I mean, have you ever said something when you were mad and you go, oh my gosh, why did I say that? You were on drugs, you were in drama. And so we want to work to get people out of drama so that we can have faster action, we can have quicker and better outcomes. See, when there's no drama, your, your teams don't wallow in mediocrity. If you have all this drama, that's what happens. They kind of wallow in mediocrity. They, they don't end up giving their best. It's like their hearts are not in what they're doing. They, we call it the phenomenon, phenomena, phenomena, quit but stay. You know what that means, quit but stay? It means, hey, they actually quit five years ago but they're still here getting a paycheck. And this is when people give up in their hearts. They say, oh, things will never change around here. That's quit, but stay. They stop taking initiative. They stop being creative. They, they just start to do only what's minimal. And that's what we're after. We're after that kind of behavior. Let's quit it. Let's get the drama out. Let's produce great outcomes for the people that we're supposed to serve. See, when there's a lot of drama, they, people don't collaborate. They waste time in complaining. They're, they're not creative. And we need people to be creative so that the best ideas come out. When they're in drama, they're, they're not confident. They, they actually procrastinate instead of taking initiative. And so we want to get the drama out so that we can engage their hearts. Engage their hearts, their heads, and their hands. Now, what happens sometimes with many leaders is they just focus on their hands. You know, I'm paying you for eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, whatever kind of shift you're working, and I just need you to do this. Well, listen, if I'm just after your hands, but I don't engage your heart, then people end up feeling used or manipulated. It, we see this a lot in what I call the command and demand cultures. You know what that means? It's sort of salute and stay mute. I'm going to tell you what to do. And it, the problem is, is that people don't end up giving you their best, but when their hearts are engaged, 
they're passionate. When their heads are engaged, they're logical. And as leaders, we need to go after all three. We need to go after the heart, we need to go after the head, and then we can get the hands. But here's the deal. If you get the heart first, then the head, and then the, ha the hands automatically come with it. But if you're only focused on the hands, you don't necessarily get people's hearts. You don't necessarily get their heads. You don't get their best ideas. And that's really what we're after. So the big difference in the impact of getting the drama out is we actually end up with faster, better, cheaper outcomes. I mean, people don't waste time complaining about what they should or shouldn't do. It, see, what happens is that all of this drama I hear, I hear this phrase in drama is should or shouldn't. Well, people shouldn't this or it shouldn't be like this or my boss shouldn't or customers, clients, residents shouldn't, patients shouldn't, should, what, whatever. Whenever I hear should, I know there's drama attached. And so what we're after is we're after the shoulds. We want to get rid of these shoulds so that the, the reality is you can't change the external. You can't change outside events, but you can change yourself. Because we're after people taking self-ownership. See, when people know that they can't control external events and they step in and take responsibility, they become ridiculously in charge of their behavior. And listen, behavior, not blaming, changes things. It's behavior. Blaming never changes anything. And people are ridiculously in charge of their behavior and it's their behavior that really drives the outcome. So what we're after as we take the drama out is we want confident, creative, collaborative teams that are really outcome focused. They focus on their behavior instead of other people because they know if they want different outcomes, they have to first change their behavior. They take care of, they sort of take charge of their personal results and they believe that if it's to be, it's up to me. And if you want to live drama-free, that's the phrase. If it's to be, it's up to me. Listen, you can make a huge difference. So let me give you the five-step guide for how to take the drama out of people. And we use the acronym DRAMA, D-R-A-M-A. -A. So let's just kind of work through it. D, the first thing you've got to do is D, determine the desire. See, when we're working with people, there are really two questions that we have to answer is, first of all, what do you need from me? And then what do I need from you? See, listen, I believe that people don't do things to hurt you. They just do things to get a need met. And all behavior is needs driven. In fact, drama is a tragic, and I say tragic, it's a tragic expression of an unmet need. See, people don't know how to get a need met or they don't even know what they need. They're in drama, they're in drugs, and they tragically express themselves in an unhealthy way. But when I know what I need, then I can step out of drama. When I know what you need, I can help you step out of drama. But if I don't know what you need, then I'm not going to the source of the problem. I'm not going to the root of the problem. I'm just dealing with the fruit. And listen, I'm tired of dealing with the fruit. I'm tired of maybe just, we create these policies, but we don't ever come back to like the real issue. And the real issue is this need. And that's what we're after. You can tell I'm passionate about it. So we want to determine the desire because people don't do things to hurt you. They just do things to get needs met. So as you determine the desire, a great question to start with is, hey, what do you need? I mean, it sounds pretty simple, but when people can understand what they need, it's the first step out. See, because nothing changes 
if you can't see it. If you can see it, you can change it. And if you can determine this, hey, this is really what I need. I really determine what the need is. I determine what the desire is. Then I can step in and create an action plan. But when I don't know what it is, I'm just mad. I'm frustrated. I'm, on, I'm in all these crazy emotions. And that's what we want to first do is determine the desire. So D, determine the desire. R, resolve the differences. See, all leadership and all culture is typically this needs negotiation. You need this. I need this. How do we resolve that conflict? So the key thing is, is how do we deal with conflict? See, trust is at the core of all relationships. And I'm going to tell you something real quick. The greater the trust, the greater the conflict should be. And you say, what are you talking about? What do you mean? I mean, conflict. Now, when I say conflict, I'm not saying screaming, yelling, but I'm just saying debate, passionate debate so that the best behavior, the best, the best needs, the best ideas come forth. And trust is at the core of all these relationships because, listen, if you don't trust somebody, you're not going to step into the hard conversation. Isn't that true? I mean, if people don't like you, they will help you fail. I mean, just like me, you know the person that I have the most conflict with? Who do you think it is? It's my wife, Lisa, right? We're totally committed. We totally love each other. We're, we're, we're never, ever going to leave each other, but we conflict about everything where we're gonna go for dinner, what we're gonna have for dinner, where we're gonna go for vacation, what the kids are gonna do, what the kids aren't going to do, what we're gonna do on Saturday. Now, I'm not saying screaming, yelling, but I'm just saying debate. And we can step into these debates and these conversations and resolve the differences because of the level of trust. So are you wanna resolve the differences? And this is a needs negotiation. So step into the debate, step into the conflicts. So D, determine the desire, R, resolve the differences. A, accept what can't be changed. Accept what can't be changed. Many times people go into this drama when they say, well, it shouldn't this or it shouldn't that. Well, the truth is, it is. It is what it is. I, I work in two of the most heavily regulated industries, healthcare and financial services. And many times people say, well, it shouldn't change and we shouldn't have this policy. Initiative. Listen, we shouldn't have this regulation. Listen, it doesn't matter. You can't change it. The only thing that you can change is your behavior. And just start to step in and go, you know what? I can still make a difference. See, because the events outside of me, I can't control. Regulations outside of me, I can't control. But what I can control is I can control my behavior. You know, I told somebody the other day, listen, I'm going to be blessed no matter what the government does. No matter what the regulation, no matter what policies are put in place, you know what? I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to stay creative. I'm not going to go drama. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to blame. But man, I'm going to stay creative and figure this thing out. So you have to just step back and just accept, listen, there are things that you can't change. And that's okay because you can still have great outcomes. So D, determine the desire. R, resolve the differences. A, accept what can't be changed. And M, match the motivations. And here's where you want to match the motivation because people do things out of their own motive. Motivations is simply out of motive, which in motive is typically your why. Why do you do what you do? You know, there are certain people, remember I said that people do things to get needs met. They don't do things to hurt you. I didn't say it didn't hurt you, but at the end of the day, they're just trying to get needs met. So I want to match the motivations, which means there are certain people on your team that are very straightforward. They're direct and determined. And so they have this motivation of significance. And they have this fear of being taken advantage of. And they typically make all of their decisions out of that, out of this fear of being taken advantage of. Uh, other people are more accepting. 
you know, they're glad that we can be a part of a family. They have a need and a motivation to support. They want to support and be a part of a team. And their big fear is the fear of change. Why can't things always be the way they were? They operate out of those two drivers. Other people are very open. They're very transparent and they just share everything and sometimes too much, right? They're way too transparent. And these people, they typically have a high need a high motive for variety. They want a lot of, they want to be doing a lot of different things. We, you know, people like this, they always have 500 things going on all at the same time. And their big fear is not being accepted. And so they do think they kind of maybe at times hide things because they want to be accepted. And other people on your team, they're, they're more realistic. You know, they're the kind of people that, they're the kind of the consumer report shopper. They're going to research everything. And their big fear or their big driver is certainty. They want to make sure everything is correct and they have this high certainty need. So sometimes they won't step out and be as confident or as creative because they have these high certainty needs and their big fear is being wrong. And those are the drivers of people. What we want to do is we want to understand them and then match the motivations. You know, there are certain places that people work better than other places. There are certain jobs that work better with certain people. So we want to match the motivations. So we want to determine the desire, find out what they need is, resolve that difference, accept what you can't change, and then just match it. Now, I'm not saying go be codependent and rescue people and just step in and try to meet their needs because there are some needs that, listen, you can't meet, but you want to work to match the motivations. And then A, the last one, is apply the agenda. And that is simply rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Follow the D-R-A-M-A process. See, because the truth is we all fall into victimhood or blame or thinking at times. And we need people that can give us that feedback in order to kind of snap us out of it. The other day I was complaining to my wife and I was saying, oh, babe, I don't know how this is going to happen. And I don't know how that's going to happen. And I was doing the dishes and she walked over to me and she put, patted my, put her hand on my back and patted me. And she says, oh, poor Dennis. Dennis doesn't know what to do. And I was like, oh, I had fallen into victim thinking. And I teach this stuff, I read about this, I, I'm passionate about taking the drama out of people and there are still some times that I fall into it. And so we need people that give us the feedback to kind of snap us out of it. And so the question is not whether you go into drama or you don't, but the real question is, is how quick can you get out of the drama? So there's the preview of my upcoming book, How to Take the Drama Out, this leader's five-step guide. It's D, determine the desire, R, resolve the differences, A, accept what can't be changed, and match the motivations, and then simply apply the agenda. Listen, I would love to hear from you. Email me at dennis at leadershipprocess.com. And I'm excited that you're going to continue to develop yourself. Thanks for listening today. You're the kind of person that I want to hang out with. The fact that you listen to this means that, man, you want to make a difference, and I want to help you. So until next time, Dennis signing off. Thanks for listening today. Hopefully you'll take action on one power strategy immediately. Our passion is to help people just like you. We believe you can create a high trust, high performance team that produces better results faster. And you can do it without working harder in less time. For more fast action techniques and strategies, go now to www.dramafreeresults.com.